Let's say goodbye to all your worries about tax planning, investment troubles, and any confusion when it comes to managing your finances and money. Here at Rocky Hill Accountants, our team has a combined 35 years of experience and will help you do it right. We're dedicated to your needs and will deliver on a result that is professional and trustworthy. Our firm is large enough to offer a full range of professional services, but small enough to give you the individual attention that you deserve. Our business portfolio includes thousands of prepared tax returns for individuals, families, partnerships, businesses, and more. The team at Rockdale Accountants are also thoroughly trained in tax laws and procedures. We have the ability to represent taxpayers before the IRS when they arrive at collections, audits, and appeals. This allows us to offer our accuracy and audit guarantees to tax clients. Please visit our website at RockyHillAccountants.com or give us a call at 860-257-4238 to schedule an appointment. Thank you so much for checking out all four downs. I am Joe Aguirre. I'll be joined by Jace Garcia and Ovi Muniz in just a minute. Got a good show for you tonight. We'll be talking about this alliance between the Big Ten, the ACC, and the Pac-12. What exactly does it mean? Uh, we'll tell you what we think it means and, and what some of the experts are saying. Uh, the Pac-12 will not be expanding, which is maybe for the time being some good news in college football. And speaking of college football, there are five games kicking off this Saturday. We've got your picks and so much more, including Jace's great takes. Uh, Jace Garcia, I, I'm sure you've got some wonderful thoughts for us this evening. Uh, I'm very excited to get into those. Um, and, and, and OV, I know, uh, you know, You've you've been doing a lot of research. You you've you've got sort of your own thought as to what exactly this alliance is means and and what's going to come of it. Well, let me first start off with you mentioning about experts assuming what it is, and the experts really don't know what it means. So it's one of those. Hey, you want to be on my team? Yeah. All right, let's go ask this other guy if he wants to join too. That's basically what it boils down to. The SEC granted Oklahoma State, uh, I'm sorry, Oklahoma and Texas to be in the SEC. Now, when will that start? It could be as soon as next season, right? So, what did the other conferences do? Is exactly what I just said earlier. Three conferences got together, agreed, verbal agreement, that there will come an alliance. What does that mean? We can only assume, right? So, one thing's first. 
number one topic before all this happened was the college football expansion. Well, I've been saying it last week, and I said it a week prior to that too. We can stop talking about the expansion of college football because once you have this alliance, you're pretty much saying nobody else is going to enter this circle. It's going to be within the three conferences. And granted, more teams may be involved as a part of the expansion. Okay. Joe, you mentioned about teams like Coastal Carolina or um, Louisiana or Louisiana Monroe. You know, these college, small colleges that are making a big impact in college football. Those teams could be in consideration in joining this pack to make it very competitive, right? The second part is, is always about the money. And I don't care about how people say, you know what, we're going to look out for our players or the sports in general, the equity and everything else. The bottom line is, is that you're finding a way to make a lot of profit in a billion dollar industry, maybe trillion dollars the way that they are trying to put things together. Right. And again, it's not about anything but money. So what else can happen? Well, we're also big on transfers and this off season has the biggest transfers in all of college football, right? Because we have some disgruntled players that they were probably promised that they're going to start and then they were beaten for the starting position. So they moved somewhere else. Okay. Don't forget that extra year of eligibility as well. Due to the there you go. So with that, I'm glad that you mentioned that Jace. So if I'm part of this Alliance and I say, yes, that I want to go to Ohio state. And then all of a sudden I don't get a starting job like Joe Burrow did when he went to LSU. Guess what? More likely you're not going to an SEC conference. Now they're going to micromanage you on the transfers. No one's talking about that, right? There's always a loophole, right, to get you in the system, and then you end up being stuck. So with all that, okay, granted, some of the things that it said was they're going to look at the welfare, uh, the health and welfare of every player in, in sports, right? That's including health uh, coverage, everything else, because if they get injured, they got health care moving on after that, right? Bottom line is that somehow in the future, within the alliance, they're going to have their own playoffs to determine who's going to be that number one team, and they're going to probably leave out SEC, okay? Now, everyone's scratching their head like, hey, that's bullshit and this and this and that. I'm telling you, right? If SEC is not playing games with them, why were they excluded in the first place? Right? This is a lot of drama that's going to develop even more. And these talks are going to happen every week throughout college football that's going to have us fans not really being focused in the game. So what are your inputs in this? Well, I love this as a response by the Big Ten, Pac-12, and ACC as Okay, we, we see this big move that the SEC just made with Oklahoma and Texas. All right, what's our reaction? This is a great reaction. And it, it is because it is a reaction, they are still trying to figure it out. That's why nothing's in writing. That's why everything is mostly just hearsay at the moment. So, but I, I do think it will be, I, I think right now what we are pushing towards, it, 
is it, it's becoming a complete and total just the power of five and everything else. So I think why not use like a Premier League? Look at the Premier League in England. That they have their set teams in their Premier League, and they also have a like not developmental, but like a tier below. So the bottom four teams in the Premier League, they have to face the top four of that bottom league to stay in the Premier League. And if they win, they keep their spot. If they lose, the team below them gets their spot. I want to see something like that. I, I think what this is is just them, those conferences trying to centralize the power of the NCAA. Because right now it is all conferences that have the power. The, the, the NCAA needs to take control and distribute the wealth as much as they can. But, I, I, but this, the NCAA don't have no space right now. Interesting comparison to soccer. You you got my attention when you said about um, blowing the team below you or whatever that was. Oh, uh, that, that sounds like soccer. Here's what I'm saying. Um, it, it, it was pretty obvious that, that this thing was, was going the way of the SEC a couple of years ago. And I said last year that I, I, I to me, things things were not going well. Especially if you were the Pac-12. The Pac-12 seemed like it was being completely disregarded, and I said they're going to have to do something. I thought a federal lawsuit uh, to break up the power that the, the the Power Five just sort of took from the NCAA. Um, this is the next best thing. Uh, this is great. Uh, you, th- them cooperating is the the best thing they could do jace you're right like they they had to react this is great they don't even know exactly what it's going to be but it's going to be you think that's a problem, though? no i don't i don't think it's a problem but why because- would you announce something that they're going to do something and not have a plan you, or you whatever it is. You can't, we can't announce a joint partnership and then decide what we want the partnership to be as we negotiate it. Why not announce it and then explain what's it going to be? Why are you going to say, yeah, we're going to be together. They we just don't yet. know how we're going to be together. This is them announcing their but, work. But that's on. what I'm telling you. What happens if somehow they try to come up with a Obi, plan and it doesn't Obi, work? They, they, they were being excluded. Mm-hmm. And so they did the only thing they could do, and it's like we should, like we should team up somehow and stop this, right? Yes, let's announce it. We'll figure it out later. Yes, and here we are. You know who I feel sorry for? Because all this is designed Alabama. for college football. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, and I got something for that too. Hold on for a second. However, I feel sorry for the other sports like college basketball. Right, baseball, you all these are all effective, yes. yes. So, when you when you start changing things around, right, all the sports are affected on this, you know what I mean? Remember back then when we had the big east and that was the powerhouse for college basketball, you know what yeah. I mean? And then all of a yeah. sudden that went away, and now the ACC took over, they're supposed to be the powerhouse, even though it was still North Carolina and Duke anyway. You know what I mean? So I got a feeling that you mentioned Alabama. Soon Alabama is going to be out of the picture. Soon we're going to see some new college football teams to be ranked on top. This is the era where it's 
the chapter is going to close pretty soon, right? So I give it another two or three years, right? To get, you know, because again, the transfer portal is in effect, right? And if you're making all these changes and with players making money now because of the nil law, I don't really have to go to Alabama. I could go somewhere when I'm guaranteed to start, right? Bring some fellas and do the Le- LeBron James type of uh, uh, recruitment. And okay, from those in a little crazy, which they is totally, they don't have that type of power. Oh, no. Oh, no. Trust me. Trust they me. Don't, they don't have that type of power. Oh, they, they can't convince. That. Yes, they can. However, what I'm saying is, is that pretty soon, and I'll give you another example. Oregon had climbed up the charts nine up. They're ranked fifth right now for the best recruiting class in 2022. Alabama, right, is not number one. Penn State is number one. So there's a trend that's starting you know to happen why? right now. What's up, Joe? Why is that? I'll tell you exactly why. Nick Saban was just bitching about this the other day. When uh, when these Alabama guys leave after their junior year, you don't get the scholarship back until the year after. You don't get that scholarship freed up. Uh, that senior year, it's not like you get a new scholarship to give out. So you're technically shorted a guy or more. Anybody that leaves as a junior, that actually hurts you. So, mm. yeah, Nick, Nick Saban was complaining about that. They didn't have as many spots. He said uh, if he had more scholarships freed up by not being penalized for guys leaving early, he would have done a lot more damage in the transfer protocol. He would have been pilching from other teams, he was saying. So the, I, I think you misunderstand what all of this is about. This is all about Alabama, Georgia, Auburn, and the wannabes of the SEC. They've got the power. They've, they've, they've got the recruits going their way right now. By and large, everybody wants to be in the SEC. It's got its mm-hmm. own network. They don't want to give the power away is the point here, and they're doing everything. They, I mean, you you would think that you'd be excited to, to have teams like Liberty and, and, and Louisiana Monroe and Coastal Carolina. They hate and, that. And you come, oh, right? Hey, we but, get this but, right. You know, it's Louisiana Lafayette. That's the whoever. Louisiana. Who cares? Oh, like twenty. In just say, lives. just say. Yeah, I like Louisiana Monroe. I respect yeah. them for going out there and losing all the time. And but listen, just, here's the thing. Go ahead. Here's the thing. They're they're trying their damnedest to to not allow this to get competitive. Look at NCAA basketball right now. Look at Wichita State. And Gonzaga, I mean, those are national powerhouses. And let's be honest, the good old boys in the SEC, they don't like that. They don't like that at all. They don't want Coastal Carolina to be America's little darling in the the Liberty Bowl or whatever. They don't want that. But not to change the subject, but what ruined college basketball is that uh, one-hit wonder. Where you could do one year, then you then you leave. You go to the NBA. How did that ruin it? It got Syracuse its only national championship in two thousand three with Carmelo Anthony. Thanks, yeah. Melo. And of course, I could brag about UConn winning afterwards, but hey, that's another story. But 
At Why the would you try time, to rain on my parade? I'm having a moment about the orange, and you your felt moment, the need to what? Throw your Sarah, moment to throw, is not over. Just you like wanted how, to throw UConn out there? I'm just which doing is a Nick funny, Saban. But funny, too. Think about it. <laughs> think about think about those teams. Mm-hmm. Those, those were the Big East. Yeah. And look what they did. They 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 took a giant dump on that conference. Horrible. They sure did. Yeah. They sure did. But uh, hey, even when you're making money, that's apparently not enough. No, it's not. It's never enough. Not if you can make a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Um, listen, uh, oh, big announcement here. Uh, and for those of you that love to pick and choose your teams, who's to win? We're allowing you guys to join the fun with us, all four downs podcast, as we select each week college pick them and picks can pick them. That's right. We're doing both college football and the NFL. So if you got what it takes to beat us, by all means, go on ESPN, go on college pick them or and or pigskin pick them and type in all four downs and join us. As is Hector playing? Yes, he is. Oh, boy. He is. He is. And he has his own podcast in which he's going to announce all his winners for the NFL. So that's coming up soon. Matter of fact, I'll be coming up next week. So you got to stay tuned to that. Uh, but however, by all means, please go ahead and uh, sign up today. Again, the college picks will start next week as it's an official week one. I guess somehow they're, they're, they're saying this is like week zero. But in reality, this week and next week, it's a combination of week one. Um, but hey, there's other topics uh, that we need to cover before we do our college picks for this Saturday, and that is vaccinations within college sports. We just heard that Auburn's head coach uh, is tested positive for COVID-19, and he is not vaccinated. Joe, you I know you've been on top of this uh, in, in several of your podcasts. The importance of why everyone should be vaccinated. Please tell us why. I, I'm gonna. I'll get to him. Uh, at the end of the show, we'll just talk about vaccinations right now. Mm-hmm. Currently in the United States and specifically in the great state of Florida, although Texas isn't isn't too far behind, they are putting up record numbers of covid cases. I say to people, do you remember when they were dropping dead in the streets in Italy last March of 2020? That's how bad it is right now in Florida. That's the they, they've actually exceeded Italy's uh positivity rate at this point in florida um the jigs up this isn't about freedom this is about stupidity uh, the just the other day on my facebook page um i made a remark about all, all the geniuses out there doing their own research about covid if you don't believe in the cdc and you don't believe in the who it's because you're an idiot and you've been reading media that's told you not to believe those people Every organization might have a little bit of corruption. The scientists and doctors that work there know far more than you do. A former student of mine who's an idiot was getting got into an argument with me about uh, my suggestion that um, the reason you didn't get polio in your lifetime and the reason you've never had the measles is because you were vaccinated as a child. Because we knew if we left it up to you, you'd be an idiot and make the wrong choices. One of my good friends, a girl I've known since I was five years old, 
went to Yale. She graduated from uh, Duke Medical School, and she's a PhD in genetic biology. I don't even know what that is, okay? But I know it's really smart. She gets the CDC reports every single day. And she was explaining to my stupid friend what that information means and, and, and why it is what it is. Science isn't right or wrong. Science is forever changing. So when people say, oh, Dr. Fauci, the CDC keep changing their mind. No, they're, they're reading real-time data. You see, when your vaccination rate is through the roof in Florida, they're like, you guys should wear masks and social distance. When things start to go down again, they allow us to try to get back to a normal life. You're the clowns that are keeping this going. I, I 99% of people in the hospital right now are not vaccinated. It, it's as simple as that. Can you still get COVID if you're vaccinated? Yes, you can. Will you die from it? No. Will the symptoms be much less severe? Yes. Will it affect your DNA? No. Is there, co is there literally COVID in the vaccine? No. All of these questions can be answered for you at cdc.org. Now, here's the problem with this freedom bullshit. And let's just call it what it is. If you want to be part of an organization and you're jeopardizing everybody's health, you can't be there. If you had chicken pox, and you showed up at your NFL locker room, they're not going to let you hang out there. Do you, do you, I mean, is this, it, 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 this is stunning that for, for someone to say my body, my choice, when you're standing amongst 89 other players, your poor choices are affecting those people and their right and their freedom to be safe. Also, you're wrong. Poisoning, uh, poisonings are up 500% in Texas. Apparently, all these idiots are, are using this uh, horse medicine to treat themselves for COVID. I mean, you, you people, every day you find a new way to show us how stupid you are below the Mason-Dixon line. It, it is stunning, the stupidity. That it that literally is coming out of that. Cause because what? Because you think Joe Biden likes the vaccine? Is that why you're not getting it? My God, we we could be back to like having normal lives, sitting in and stands watching these goddamn games. But this, this is why we're doing this. Because of morons. Um get vaccinated. Joe? Joe? Yeah. You want a hug? No, I'm good. It's frustrating. I'm, I get frustrated. It is. You know what it it is? is. And and that's why I gave you the floor because no, I well, knew. thank you. Listen, I nobody's knew. trying to nobody's trying to tell you what to do. Of course not. We're telling but you this. We're telling the you only what common way sense to is. stop this thing mm -hmm. is to get your vaccination. But when it's... we get to 75%, then the rest of you, whatever. Mm -hmm. I, we gotta get 75 for the herd immunity. So we can kind of like stamp this thing out. Hmm. That's it. And you would think that we learned our lesson why we were all locked down for almost a whole year. Yeah, let's do yeah. it for another year. Maybe hmm. people will learn. 
No, they want that paycheck, that big paycheck, so they don't go to work. I've got a lot of friends. <laughs> I know who, I'm going to another story. No, no, no. Here. I've got a lot of friends who have been forced to get COVID shots by their mm. job, who I know wouldn't have gotten one otherwise. Well, talking about and, that, I like, listen, I like that. Got no symptoms from mm -hmm. it. They're fine, and they're kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of glad I did it. I feel better now. Mm. You know, all the hype about, you know, about the shot and what's in it and the and the side effects and, you know, the 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 fake news about people dying from the, the vaccine. There, Just the other day, a doctor died like three weeks after he got the vaccine. What did he die from? Nobody knows. Mm. Probably some sort of a heart attack or something. But again, the idiot anti-vaxxers are like that one guy three weeks. Yeah. If if you got a shot and you were going to die from it, it would happen within 24 hours. That's why they the poison, you Whatever's going you on isn't just going to sit in your body for a month. Again, science. Listen to the science people. Listen to the doctors. Don't argue with doctors and PhDs on Facebook, okay? Fair enough. Stop doing it. Get your at, vaccine and shut your goddamn mouth. And to add to that, in the state of Oregon, you have to show proof that you're vaccinated to go see Oregon or Oregon State football. Ducks so, and beavers, baby. You want to see them? Get your shot. There you Get go. Get stuck. And you could see the duck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he had a pause in that minute of sentence so he could get that name. They don't. <laughs> but hey, it was it was well said. It was well said. Pull up your sleeves and you can watch the beebs. <laughs> Jeez. And that was enough. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> he wanted that. He was like, I'm jealous. You do it to Frank on, on HSW show podcast. Can you do it to me? <laughs> but speaking about that, hey, I mean, seriously, uh, look, man, just be smart. Play it right. If you're not vaccinated, please vaccinate if you attend to these games. Or if not, just remember, wear your mask, man. All right? We're not telling you to do it, but we highly and strongly encourage you to go ahead and do so. But speaking about that, we got our college picks coming up. And let's put it up here. Whoop, whoop. There we go. Our first game of Saturday will be Nebraska at Illinois in favor of Nebraska at negative seven. Before I do my uh, expose my picks, uh, we'll start with you, Joseph. You're on the hot seat right now. Who you got in this game? Wait, why am I on the hot seat? Because you was on fire, baby. No. Oh, like hot, like I'm. No, nah, you're fire. not. You're not. You're not about to get fired. I mean, you are on fire. You're like you're rolling. You like? I think the. I think um. I like Nebraska here. Right. I like Nebraska. Um. Yeah, seven points. I feel like this is gonna be a close game. I'm gonna take the seven. All right. What about you? I'm very intrigued by this game because I mean. There's a lot going on. A lot of these teams are, I think, are right there and can make a run to at least be a play upset in the Big Ten. And Nebraska, they got Adrian Martinez. He's going to do his run and gun style. He's going to throw for 100 and rush for 100. Illinois got to stop him from hitting that 200 mark on either one of those. Otherwise, Nebraska's going to win. Nebraska, they got a 
uh, they lost their leading receiver to Kentucky uh, this past season from transfer, but they did get a transfer from Montana who should be all right. They got a a bunch of freshmen on their uh, offensive line along with a freshman running back. I don't like that. Illinois, on the other hand, three grad transfers and two seniors on their O-line, returning quarterback, returning running back, returning tight end, returning leading wide receiver. But defensively, Nebraska just has too many returning starters as well. Bunch of seniors, three out of four seniors on their in their linebacking core, three out of four seniors in their secondary returning. I'm just going to go the defense of Nebraska to get it done. But I'm not going to say they're going to cover. I think it's going to be close. I'm going to go Illinois with the spread. You did all that just for wow. all that. You had me convinced they were going to blow out Illinois. No, you know what? Brandon Peters, good quarterback for Illinois. Well, I'm tell you, I'm picking Illinois to win the game. And because not only that, they're going to win the game. They got, and you spoke about defense, Jake Hansen and Tony Adams did a lot of damage last year against Nebraska. They were penetrating in the backfield. They're going to continue doing the same and put pressure on Adrian uh, Martinez. And I don't think Martinez will rush 100 yards. I think he's going to get punished in this game. And Illinois will win. And besides, Scott Frost, he's been having a losing record, right, since he's been in this program. And if I was him, I would see if he get that ticket. Well, no, he can't because UCF already has a new head coach. So he better find himself in another conference because the Big Ten is not for him, man. But Brandon Peters, you mentioned, he went 18 for 25 for 205 yards and one touchdown pass. He's doing lovely. They also have a new head coach of Brett Bilema from the New York Giants. That's right. He was a linebacker coach. And with Illinois' defense, they, were, they weren't they were that solid, but they were good enough. They just couldn't hang towards the second half. That's going to be a difference maker. And Illinois, I won't be surprised if they win by two touchdowns. You're out of your mind. But, um, you know, yeah, listen, Nebraska's uh, – when I was younger, Jace, you didn't even know. Tommy Frazier, Lawrence Phillips, Nebraska was a powerhouse. It pretty much ended – when Scott uh, Frost showed up as the starting quarterback for the Huskers. No, it and ended when Nebraska it went up been, to the Big yeah, Ten. What are you talking been, about? Been all downhill since then. It went downhill since they went to the Big Ten. They yeah, thought they I, were going to do something. And Ohio says, eh, eh, nope, see ya. I'm <laughs> telling you, it, it's it, it it's sad. It's sad what happens when, when, when these teams are trying to – when you're messing up conferences, man, there's something to it. All about the money. See what money do to you? Yeah. Well, look what it did to Nebraska. They I heard stink. in I heard in the game of space, not all money's good money. I like that. Yeah. Speaking about not all money's good money. <laughs> Our hometown, Yukon Huskies, after almost two years of not taking a snap, they finally are now going to play the game of football. They will go and visit Fresno State. And Fresno State is not an easy opponent. I mean, Fresno State has competed against elite teams uh, throughout their tenure, and they are favorite at 27 and a half. 
<laughs> so I did a survey. I had to do I had to do my own survey. So before you answer this, on the average, and this is like again, I did I did my analytics on this. I can't tell you no lie. The UConn football team averages negative twenty five point five. Okay, the spread of them losing. Okay, so. It's 27 and a half. Would you take it or leave it? Man, the problem here for me is um, the 600 days of not playing. The fact that Fresno, uh, you know, is a, is a pretty good team. Uh, my <clears throat> thought is, is are they, are they going to go in and blow UConn out? Can UConn be respectable? Really? Having not played in so long. Well, can you, you respect I mean? the coach? Because the coach, since his return, he's six wins and 30 losses. Yeah. Um, I say Fresno. I say Fresno covers. I say Fresno covers about 40 points. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! I just uh, said take it or leave it. You you here yeah, trying to ask? No, I'm, I'm gonna give. I'll give you more if you want to take I'll, this. Pet. I'll raise you fifty, man. I'll like, spot you. Is... I'll spot you thirty-five points in this game, and I'll still take Fresno State. Oh, over you said. Oh, the oh, average I'll take. I'm, a, I'm a, twenty-five and a half. So what I'm saying, and the game openers, right, against teams like Fresno State or close to it. It's an average of negative 25 and a half the way they lose. So there are games they lost more. There are games that they had lost yeah. within 20 or something. They've been blown out. Yeah. They've never won a top game yet. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying that was the average trying to collect all that data, 25 and a half. And I'm laughing because this game is 27 and a half. I'm all in for Fresno State on this one. Yeah, 25 and a half plus UConn going across. The country to play Fresno. Fresno, they got their returning, returning, returning quarterback, returning both uh, top wide receivers, returning running back. Uh, I, I don't see any. Oh, Fresno don't forget State is a tough wait in the Jace, Don't forget in 2019, UConn's defense was dead last, and their yeah. quarterback against rating was a 158.9. Also, which I believe is as high as it can be. <laughs> yeah, I, I was uh, I was producing sports talk with R and J earlier today. Justin Nafrio, great kid, loves UConn football. His only argument he could make was when they did play last, they had a bunch of freshmen so playing. So hopefully those quote unquote juniors slash sophomores because of that. Well, if I was on R and J, you know what I would tell them. them. It's not going to happen. I'll, I'll take a 50-point spread. Fresno State's going to get a touchdown. Well, the next time you produce that show, let them know that since Randy Edsall returned, they're never the same compared he was with the team the first time around. So maybe he should have never went to Maryland to take that job. Then that UConn would have been at least competitive. Uh, but, hey, let's move on to the next game. UCLA favors 17.5 over Hawaii. TikTok. Hmm. You know, I mean, UCLA is going to win the game. I don't. I don't have any doubt about that. 
My question is, is are they going to cover? My question is, is will Chip uh, be able to manage the game in the fourth quarter since he's been blowing up smoke all last year in the fourth quarter, allowing teams to catch up to close into overtime or have the other team beat them? So, I mean, we could talk about Oregon State game. We could talk about USC game, you know, when they had to win and then they blew it. So what type of management skills are we going to see? UCLA is 4-16 and 1 against the spread in their last 21 non-conference games. That's what's weighing on my mind. Don't forget Hawaii coming off the island too, Joe. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, and again, UCLA as good as they were last year. And they won they 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 uh all four of their losses were by less than a touchdown. Mm. Oh, they had God. a couple of uh, they had a couple of shootouts last year. I'm just not sure. I love that defense. Week one. Are they gonna cover 17 and a half? No, I think the game will be a little bit closer than that. So I'll take the points. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna go UCLA at home, getting it done. Hawaii coming over from the island, that, that that's gonna be rough. But also UCLA, you, you mentioned it, Ov. They, they were blowing those games, but that was because that was like the first real time. Most of the starters were Chip Kelly's guys from when he came over from the Eagles. The, the that was his true first team at UCLA, which was all his recruits. So I think this year, just another year. Under the system, knowing the guys better, I, I think UCLA is poised to break through, and maybe I don't know if they're going to be at, at at the top of the the South in the Pac-12, but they have a chance to play upset on a big team, and I, I think they're going to show that with a dominant win against Hawaii on Saturday. UCLA so you take them over seventeen and a half. You saying UCLA yep. has won just once in their last five season openers. Last year, they gave up 48 points to Colorado in week one. I mean, Colorado is a good team. Yeah. Hawaii's returning a ton of starters on offense and all their top defensive players. So. Well, Hawaii has a good guy. I I believe UCLA will win this football game. I think it's going to be about a 16-point game. I, 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 I just don't see. I don't see this. I don't see this becoming a blowout. It's going to be closer. So you say it's a sixteen-point game, but you think it's a close game? I yeah. thought a close game would be like by a field goal. That's Dude, a close uh, game. To me. I'm talking about UCLA and Hawaii. If they're within sixteen points, it's a close game. Las Vegas thinks seventeen and a half is the difference between talent levels here. So certainly. I think they're going to be a little bit closer. I think they're going to be within the point spread. Okay. Not for nothing, Obi. This is like if you and I went bowling. What's your uh, what's your handicap? Oh, 10. Yeah. So you? so you me 58. It's been a while. 60, it's been a while. 105. It's been a while. Probably like a <laughs> maybe an 8. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> now that's a close game. You've never seen me bowl. You never we should bowl sometime. I think you'd enjoy it. Yeah. Well, check mm-hmm. my Instagram account. You see my pictures. You see my data. 
I know what you're all about. Yeah. What I'm saying you. is, is you haven't seen me bowl. I think well, we should get out there and do it. Well, you know what? I'm going to show you because Hawaii has a dual threat quarterback named Siobhan Cordero. He's a redshirt sophomore returning. And yeah. that dude was nasty, right? But, again, UCLA's defense is kind of suspect. UCLA lost the last two games of the regular season last year to USC and Stanford because defensive management. This prevent defense kind of sucks. You can't do prevent defense against Hawaii. I'm going to tell you that right now. However, UCLA does have a, a, another quarterback, his dual threat, Dorian Thompson-Robinson. He's expected to start. And this guy is legit the guy, all right? Also, Brenton Brown, he is very effective. He's returning as a running back, very explosive. I see this game, because it's the first game, and it's Chip Kelly, I got this. They will cover. It. UCLA should win by at least over 17 and a half. So I'm going to give it to them. Yes. All right. Moving on to UTEP and you disagreed with Jace. That's hilarious. I know it's it's sad, but defending champ for a reason, boys. No uh, one can explain that. Not even himself. See, he already left. <laughs> but anyways, UTEP negative ten over the New Mexico State. Now again, I'm not gonna sugarcoat anything right here. I'm going straight up. I'm going for UTEP. Uh, Look, New Mexico State has won three straight games against them, but right now UTEP got 11 players returning, okay? And they're all about seniors and juniors. They There's more upperclassmen than New Mexico State. This is why I pick them. Negative 10, go on UTEP. Um, and that's good. I think I'm I think I'm uh I'm gonna do it too. I'm going UTEP. Yeah. I'm gonna I, do it. I'm not gonna lie. I wrote all my notes for University of Texas San Antonio instead of UTEP. But luckily it goes UMass, Yukon, New Mexico State as the worst teams in the FBS. So I'm going to take UTEP and the points to get it done against this trash New Mexico State Aggies team. All right. <laughs> Watch them win by a field goal. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, last one. San Jose State versus Southern Utah. This is a bye week. I'll be disappointed if San Jose State, which is the defending uh, what is it? These Midwest Conference, I think. Mountain West. Mountain West. Yeah, there you go. Mountain West. Yeah. Over 24. Yeah, Southern San Jose Utah State. Is a, this is like it's a, not a like Division a, One team. This is like a 35 nothing win, 42 nothing, 56 nothing, something like that. Yeah, I'll take San Jose. Uh, uh, seriously, I'd give 38, 39 points here. No, San Jose State's really, really good. Um, They've been good the past couple of years. Uh, they're going to get it done easily. Like I, Southern Utah is nothing. All right. And guess what? That is it for the picks because once again, it is college football time, baby. And I'm very, very excited. There's something to talk about every weekend. And a week after that, NFL will debut. 
But, hey, uh, bottom line is the real games will be happening the following week with the game of the week of week one will be Clemson and Georgia in a neutral site going at it. Winner with a possibility of being ranked number one. So there's plenty of picks coming for, for week one. I can't wait. Um, it's a good start. But I have a gut feeling that of all those five, at least two of them got to be a hell of a game that has to go to the wire. So there's something to talk about. I mean, if you have a lot of blowouts, it's just not fun, right? It's just, just highlights. Hey, this is what happened, but I'll see you next week. You know what I mean? So I think this is a chance for these teams. They're going to be uh, nationally televised, and this is a great opportunity for them to, like, represent. So Yeah, and a lot you, of those games are pretty evenly matched, too, so they should be good. Right, and maybe the spread is fooling us. Again, this is week one. So you never know what could happen in a week one games. Vegas isn't usually wrong. Yeah. True. Only the pickers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. <laughs> Go ahead, Joe. I, I said I would save this for the end, and here we go. Auburn Tigers football coach Brian Harson says he's not anti-vaccine after he tested positive for COVID-19. His quote was specifically, let me be clear, I'm not anti-vaccine, and any narrative along those lines is misinformed. Harson would not say whether or not he was vaccinated. He did say that he's gone to great lengths to inform and educate the players about the virus. He said he went as so far as to bring an expert in to talk to the team. However, he has not encouraged his players to get the vaccine. He fully supports anyone's decision to get it or not to get it as long as they do their own research. By the way, Auburn is one of a handful of SEC teams that has not reached the 85% vaccination rate for avoiding regular COVID-19 testing. You're just making this harder on yourself. Now, he brought up the breakthrough cases. That's where people who have been vaccinated get COVID. The best part of that is, is those people recover within days, barely have any symptoms, if any, and are right back on the field after two positive tests. For everybody else, it's a totally different story. If you're going to be the leader of men, you got to put your your political ignorance aside. And you you don't encourage people to do foolish things. You encourage them to do the things that are best for you and your program and your university and all of the human beings that live around you. This isn't hard. I, I hope he's not suffering too much with the COVID, but I don't know. Maybe he'll change his perspective. Anyway, that's going to do it this week for all four downs. Make sure you visit hhwshow.com to get all the latest. You can also check out clovercrestmedia.com for uh, all of our different sports shows, the CMG Sports Network, uh, of which all four downs uh, is proudly a part of. For Obi Muniz and Jace Garcia, I'm Joe McGuire. We'll catch you next Thursday night for all four downs.